Hey, hey everyone, it's Tori Townley with Servolution. On behalf of Pastor Dino Rizzo and our whole team, we want to welcome you to the Serve Brew. So grab your favorite mug and join us for a virtual coffee break with some of the raddest outreach leaders on the planet. We'll get to hear about their stories, their communities, gain fresh wisdom, insight, and practical tools to help us serve the people in our city with the love of Jesus every single day. So grab your coffee, your notebook, and hit play. Hey everybody, it's Tori Townley. Welcome to the Serve Brew. I hope y'all are ready and stoked today because I'm, I always get giddy, but I'm actually really, really, really giddy, like nervous giddy because it's the best. We have the godfather of Serve, the Servolution King, founder himself, Pastor Dino Rizzo. Hi. Hey Tori. Hey everybody. What an honor it is to be here. I feel giddy because you know, you're you're you really are are the backbone and the heart about anything we've ever done, and uh, you helped put Servolution as a value, Serve Day as a value. Oh, Jason Laird name came up with the word Servolution, but you you've taken it out of the stratosphere. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. You're too kind. Yes, so much history. I was like trying to figure out how in the world am I going to even introduce you on this. There's just so much history and um, Servolution is my life. I eat, breathe, and sleep it, but you have meant so much to me as a spiritual dad. You guys, I, I just remember being given the invitation to be part of the heart of serving and learning so much about Jesus his compassion for humanity from you. And um, just thank you. Thank you for your time today. This is going to be awesome. So my first question, I always start with this question because we are on a virtual coffee break. What is your Starbucks go-to? Man, you know, my, my Starbucks order always changes. I, I, I kind of go back and forth a little. I got a cold drink and then I got a hot drink. Ooh. Right now I'm trying to be a little healthier. So put a little almond milk in it, a little coconut milk. But uh, it's still a, a grande white chocolate mocha, maybe only one pump of the white chocolate. And then I, I put, try to put a, a milk option in it that's uh, better for me. No whip. I shut down the whip so I can uh, try to be healthier, which is so hard when you love people, love food. And, you know, like your family, you know, Louisiana Roots is the Lynn's family. People don't know this, but your mother and my wife went to school together in middle school. Uh, I think they were in the same area and, and raised in central there in Louisiana. So the older Kings and the Townleys and the Rizzos go way back. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. Lots of intermingling. That's so fun. I love that your Starbucks order. I feel like I remember that from junior high. So it's always been the same little variation. It's so funny. And yeah, you got to do a disclaimer because when you share your Starbucks order on this show, I have learned that people remember that. So it's always changing, guys. Don't send him those. Don't bring him those all the time. <laughs> you never know. I love it. That's awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much for being on today. I know our listeners are so excited to genuinely just it and soak up your wisdom and that's the heart today the heart of the episode is um just to give people a chance to tap into your wisdom for you to pour into them i do want to highlight though in honor of the summer that's coming up we have our eighth global serve day is coming up on july 16th 
um, share a little bit of your heart about that. I know we're all so excited, but like, what's, what are you excited about? Get us ramped up. Well, I mean, I, I love what we do at Serve Day, and I, I know you'll give details on how to connect the, the day and all those kind of things, but, um, you know, I, I, I love it because it's a catalyst. It, it brings people together on one day, and sometimes it works for churches to do that day. Sometimes they need to be in another part of the year, another time, which is all good. My, our heart is just to have some type of catalyst, and so I can't believe it's the eighth global and and you've been a part of all of those you've helped resource that and so our heart is to resource the local church with resources small group curriculum and books and lists and ideas and project ideas and small groups big big events all these things all different shapes and sizes diversity of course and all these expressions so that we can engage people people that matter god let people know that they matter People are, are, are not a number, they're a name, and every, every person has a name, has a story, and I know I had one, and I would not have, uh, my story would have not been changed, I don't believe. I wouldn't have found the redemption story, the salvation story, if it wasn't for a church that did an outreach, a serve day, when I was 18 years old, and, uh, and so, you know, I feel debted to that. I feel like there's a mandate on our lives. I know it is on our church. At Highlands, it was on our church at Healing Place, still is. It's on your life, it's on my life, uh, to just empower people to notice, to care, to be together. And Serve Day is a great way to do that as a church or organization. So powerful. I love that you always point it back to your own personal moment and remembering what that felt like. And it's so easy to like live your life and not remember what was my one moment when I was served and help shape the culture around that. So that's amazing. And I love that Serve Day really is part of the ecosystem of outreach. There are so many layers involved. There's so many front doors, back doors. It is really not a start to finish line. We say that in Serve Your City. It is really a circular kind of a thing. So um, Serve Day, we talk about it's it's an event that sparks something, but how do we, what would you give advice for someone who's doing a Serve Day? It's like, how do I leverage this to make a lasting impact in my community to, to shape it into a culture? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you coined the phrase Serve Day every day. So that would, and so that's what we want to do. I believe it is, it, we love organized outreach. It's important. You got to have them. But we've got the World Games here in Birmingham. So there are thousands of amazing athletes from all over this amazing planet that are coming, converging here. And we're going to go out there and pick some cool activities to organize because they they're, that that is an organized event. So we're going to come into that and we're going to do an organized serve uh, that we believe is going to get us around some incredible people. And we can, we can represent the heart of God and God's love. So we love those. And I think it's important for a church, a college group, a small group to be organized. But then also we love organic uh, culture. You said it, the ecosystem of our life, where we notice, we pick up on, we engage, we lean into the needs of people around us. And so that's really... To me, when those things are coming together, I think then we are representing the heart of God and what Jesus was all about when he walked this earth. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good, Pastor Dino. 
I really, I think about our outreach leaders and how a lot of their job, at least what I've learned, is really learning how to connect those dots. It's mm -hmm. just like here, I have to be aware of the, I have eyes to see what's going on in my community. The, the games are coming to Alabama. That's awesome. What's the opportunity? What groups are going to be involved? And what's this person's passion? And what are the needs? So I feel like at the heart of our job, it really is having the senses of the Holy Spirit being sensitive to what he's doing and then learning how to connect those dots together and helping them flow. It's chaos. It doesn't always work, but that I, I just love that so much. Um, I, I wanted to ask, is there anything, I know you just shared about the world games. Is there anything you're super stoked about locally for July summer of serve? I know y'all do it big in Alabama. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> But there's, I mean, great churches. I mean, you know, you see it. I mean, you're, you're the one who organizes the churches. You're the one who, you know, we have a, a great local team here, Chad, Tim, all the Dream Center guys. And we've got, you know, all the things that happen there in Baton Rouge with the great churches. But you, you keep an eye on these thousands of churches that are doing something. And so you it globally in all these time zones and all these expressions. And then you spend a lot of time in settings like this on the phone, gathering, curating, because I think that's, the, I think sometimes we feel this pressure. We've got to be perfect. We feel this pressure that, man, we just got to be the LA Dream Center. And I thank God for the LA Dream Center. They are the model in so many ways. I mean, you get around Matt Barnett, you want to change the world, Caroline, that team. You've spent a lot of time there. Uh, you know, everybody wishes Tory would come into their town and lead their survey. And because, you know, it would it would crush. But there's something that you can do. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have it doesn't take a lot of people. It doesn't take a lot of money. There's needs around us. And just I, I, most people, if they just spend a few minutes thinking about it, uh, they come. I think it boils down to Tory. Sometimes you look around at the world that we're living in. And you just see things that shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. People should be fighting that. That group of people shouldn't be going through that. That area of town shouldn't be handling that. That person shouldn't be having to navigate that. It's one thing to notice that something shouldn't be that way. It's another thing to say, okay, then what can I do to maybe help it not be that way? Maybe help with food. Maybe help with the elderly. Maybe help with lonely, loneliness. Maybe help with addiction. And maybe help with depression, maybe help with making my block better, look better, clean up. So it's really just what is what is in your city, your world that just shouldn't be that way. What could I do to maybe help allevi alleviate some of that? That's why you put together a list. That's why you give ideas, because something will trigger that connects. That's what we're trying to do across all of our platforms. So good. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. We always, um, the conversations that I have with outreach leaders, a big thing we talk about is it's really activating people to help them have the eyes to see. 
and then empowering them to act on that. It's not, hey, here's all the outreaches, please, like you have to plug in in order to feel fulfilled. Like, yeah, come and try it out. But our heart is to help you learn to see with God's eyes for yourself and figure out what is his next step for you? How are you going to make a difference in our church? This covering is going to empower you to do that. And that's where what I love about so many churches, Highlands is when I saw do it so well, is empowering people. And that's where this diverse beauty comes out. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that we had the potential to do that. But because we tapped into the people on our team in our church and let them shine they're connecting the dots and finding these hidden jewels that we had no idea was even there. So I think that's is so cool. I love it. Um, I wanted to just ask you, speak to, there's so many diverse people in our Servolution community. We've got people who are leading outreach for their entire church. They are a small group leader. Sometimes I think we have individuals who just tap in and have a heart for outreach. So we've got a broad um not audience, but community with Servolution. So as the godfather of Serve, having coffee with you, maybe just pour into that Servolution community, maybe some different scenarios. It can be someone who's new to outreach. How do I navigate this world? Someone who's been in it for a while, just kind of like go crazy. Just be dad for a second. <laughs> well, I mean, you're right. It, it, and the beauty of it is the diversity. Yeah. The beauty, somebody wakes up and is thinking about orphans in Nepal. Somebody's waking up thinking about illiteracy, that this, they're having a reading issue at a middle school down the street. Mm -hmm. Someone wakes up and thinks about families that are separated because someone's incarcerated. Yeah. You know, there's all these cool ideas. Those are all God. I believe God. I do not believe the devil puts a, a great ideas in your heart like that. Now the mm -hmm. enemy can come in and make you feel like, oh, you can't do that. Uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're, look who you are, look what you've done. How can you help anybody? You're all, I mean, the enemy's always in our mind trying to convince us not to make a difference. That's, he'll never stop doing that because the outcome is, is wanting to reflect the heart and the message of Jesus. So, but I mean, there is such beauty. And so I would encourage someone, you know, Hey, lean in. I think some of the best things that in my own life, and I've seen you do this, is you learn from other people. Uh, mm -hmm. We're learners. Mm -hmm. Outreach people have to be learners because it's fluid. It's organized chaos. It's the needs of our community. What was happening in COVID, what's happening now in our community. When, when communities go through pain, now we're dealing with trauma. When there's a horrible shooting, there's horrible racism. There's there's types of abuse and and loss. You know, all of a sudden now we're now we're operating at a whole nother space. When there's a hurricane, mm -hmm. a storm, a fire, a, a disaster, you know, and and all these this diversity of the body of Christ, um, it, it's there. It's there. There's people in our church. There's people in our group. And, and God has, and there's a time, I tell you all the time, look at your timeline. Look at your life. There's probably something in it that's telling you something about who you can help. So it, it, you're there. He's equipped you. He's, you know, it, it, it's the Ephesians where it says, before I was born, God Almighty put some things in me. There's, there's, I'm, I've been wired. I've been equipped. I've been shaped. I've been made. 
for something. And so if you get the negative voices out, I can't do it out. Then you watch what comes forward. I believe there are people that are watching right now that are sitting on some ideas, that are sitting on some passions. And you just start, you try, and then you learn. You try, you learn. I have done outreaches that fell on their flat on their face. Didn't help anybody, but I learned something. And I think God honors that. I really do, Tori. Man, I'm so like fired up. I want to go do something right now. I love this so much. Um, what you were sharing just now kind of sparked another question for me that I had had thought about earlier. There is a lot of need going on. It's everywhere. Like it is not hard to find someone who's hurting, some way to show up. It's everywhere. But with that, I think our listeners and myself included, we are automatically compassion bent. We feel the pain. We're empathetic. We're drawn to the need. And sometimes with the day that we're in, I know it's like a broken record saying this, but we're inundated by bad news or needs. It can become almost like you can almost have to numb out to protect your mental well. Like it just hurts so much that there's like a paralysis that gets involved. And I know in Serve Your City, we've called it compassion fatigue. It's just like, I don't know how to care anymore. I don't know where to put my focus. What would you say to our, our people listening who are maybe feeling that coming out of COVID, like that was intense, great things came from it, but we're coming out of that right into, like you said, just more things. Um, I know that's to be expected, but compassion fatigue is real. So what would you say to someone who may identify with that in their heart? Well, you're on to something. And I, I think there's, you know, there's some good, there's, we're, we're, we're talking a whole lot more these days about mental health. We're talking a whole lot more about, you know, making sure that you're healthy and, 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 you know, re responding to needs, if you're not careful, can get you in a dark place. I've been there. We, I mean, you and I probably first experienced it along with, you know, our good friend JP and some others after Katrina. I think we all were like, okay, what's my name? Where am I from? I mean, the needs were massive. And, and we see what's happening in Ukraine right now. We see the shootings, Buffalo, Uvalde, all of a sudden yesterday in Tulsa. I mean, you could kind of see some of that and be like, you know. Through that, you get yeah, you get the compassion fatigue. But but here's the thing I, I thought about is, you know, there's a scripture that says the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I think if we're not, we have to protect our strength. And the way do we protect our strength is we protect our joy. In this world and people, their problems can take the joy. And I think we forget that if you lose your joy, you lose your strength. And that's not good. You can't, you can't let that happen. And so, you know, whatever we do, we've got to make sure that we, we do not, we do not let that happen. The joy of the Lord. And, and I think the times that I have, I've, I've let it happen where I didn't feel strength, I, you know, I, I, I lost my joy. So I got to do everything I can to protect. That's what you need to take time off. You need to realize you can't save everybody. That, you know, I can't fix everybody. Uh, you know, and you're right. Paralysis can jump on our life 
And the next thing you know, um, you're, you, you can't do nothing. I think we all go through that. You know, that's, that's why there's good counselors. That's why there's good people out there to talk to. And I don't know how many times I've been in that funky, dark place that I had a conversation with someone else. And it was like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. Okay, let me, let me get some sleep tonight. Let me take off the weekend. Let me go out and be who God's called me to be. This is resonating with me so much, like personally. It's so encouraging. I think sometimes we almost think that I do sometimes like the, the hustle, got to get things done, got to push through. Like this is, this is the right thing. Sometimes I will almost consider joy or peace like a luxury. And it's like, oh, I'll get to that once I get through this or I meet this need. And it's like, that is so twisted. Where did that come from? And I think, you know, we're outreach people, we're pouring out constantly. And it is probably one of the last things in our minds of, oh, I need to like be healthy. I love that Pastor Toby Slough, I know he's one of your great friends with mental health. We talked with him a few weeks back and Bailey, and they, they just encourage us like the best thing you can give to others is a healthy you. And it's like, that is where it's so hard to like wrap your head around sometimes, but being whole and healthy does enable you to give love and pour out more. So that's, that's really great stuff, Pastor Dino. Um, Anything else that you maybe have fresh on your heart that you're thinking about um, as far as outreach goes? I know the protecting our strength by protecting our joy, that is so powerful. Um, but anything, any other thoughts or tips for our words of wisdom for our listeners today? Anybody on your heart? Uh, give us a prophetic word. I mean, I'll put you on the spot. Well, I say, you know, Things like, I get motivated even doing this. I'm thinking right now about an idea. I'm thinking about how we do better at, at our serve day, but then also at our outreach small groups, at the way that we're preparing for, you know, the fall and all that we do in the winter. So, you, you know, there, there's great resources. And, and this feeling of I've got to come up with something, you know, I've got to, I, I got to hit a home run every time I do something. That's just not realistic. You know, sometimes we, sometimes we do an outreach and we're just getting on base. Sometimes we just are, are it's a walk. Uh, sometimes we hit a double. Sometimes we, sometimes we hit a home run, but not, there's a whole lot more hits. You're just getting on base than it is home runs. And, you know, we watch social media, we see these things and we just feel like, man, I got to change the world tomorrow. You know, God it's a long game. God, God, God's, God's a great work. And I think for me, years ago, I began to release the pressure that I got to be perfect, that I got to save everybody, that we all got to get it done tomorrow. And just, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all I can today to find somebody to be a blessing. I'll never forget one time being with Joyce Meyer, and we know how much she's meant to, to the Servolution world, to the Serve Day world. Um, and, and Hand of Hope, Joyce Meyer, on and on. We're better because of them. But she, I remember one time she said something that she made a decision because she's had her anxiety. She's been through all kinds of abuse and trauma. I mean, Joyce Meyer has been through pain. But she said she made a decision because there's so many needs. There's, there's a whole world 
She said, I'm just going to be a blessing to one person today, intentionally, not general, not just, you know, well, I'm a blessing. But no, no, specifically, I'm going to find one person today to be a blessing, to give something to, to be generous, act of kindness. And that's been decades, two or three. I don't, I think she was in her 50s when she said that. And so every day, she said, every day, maybe it's a text. You know, today I saw, and I'm not saying this for me, I saw somebody who was doing some, some really intense labor. And I happened to be standing next to them. And I just reached over to my pocket. I had $20. It's a lot of money. But I could, I, I felt led. I said, hey, man, I want to buy you lunch tomorrow. He said, no, man, I don't need that. I said, no, no, I want to bless you. Take it. Let me buy you Wendy's. Let me get you Popeye's. And, um, and he's like, thank you, man. $20 is not going to change his whole life. But I told him, I said, man, I appreciate. I told him, I said, I appreciate you. He said, thank you. And I'm, on, I'm not saying that because I, I miss it more than I get it right. But I think we've got to, I think we've got to, don't put so much pressure on ourselves. That, you know, the pressure for serve day is to just be out among the people. Notice people. Pray, have a conversation, be a blessing. So I, 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 that's the fresh word I have for my own life. Because if I get pressured, Tori, I'm not noticing anybody. I'm not going to help anybody. Wow. This is some deep stuff. Uh, yeah. I need to go sit down for a few minutes and just process because it's so, so good. I can tell you, like, I know I've been through outreaches where it was pressure and I just like stuck in my clipboard back in the early 2000s and the little, little headset that I didn't want to wear. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But then there were other times I was like, Tori, breathe, look around at the beauty and change the game. Maybe the responsibility wasn't different, but the heart was so different. Yeah. I was able to be present and that changes everything. And that is contagious. Like you're, if you're leading and you're feeling stressed, that transfers to the people and there's not going to be as much fruit out of it as if it, if it weren't for the presence of Jesus and just being, being, being there. I love it. So good, Pastor Dino. You're amazing. Um, you did. So when you said the whole find your one, um, with from Joyce Meyer, and then that's just something that I grew up hearing you say, like reach the world by serving one. So ever since I was a kid, I remember just always looking for at least one moment, one person to connect with. And God's never, I can say he's never not answered me on that prayer. Every time I remember to pray, where's my one, he brings it and it just changes everything. Um, and there's other things you've taught us over the years, taught me, keep your head on swivel, things like that. Are there any other quick like philosophies or tips? Like always live by this, like always pick up trash when you see a piece on the side of the road. I remember that you've just got so many things in your pocket over the years. Um, anything else in, in there that you want to share? Well, uh, if, if we're wrapping up coffee and I'm, I'm landing the plane, uh, I, you know, it's, it, you're going to get mad at what would Tori do would be one of the first things I would say. How would Tori respond? Because when you talk about being caught up in the project, headset, the clipboard, to be honest, I've never seen you do that, Tori. You've, to me, you're always present. You're always aware of those around you at the Dream Center in a big event. We've done massive outreaches, 
tens of thousands of people and you've always done well noticing that person. So let me just say that. And then, and, and you do well helping other people do that. But, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that we get trapped in is busyness. I just think we get busy. We get in our head, we get in our schedule, we get in our calendar, we get in our alerts and our pings and our tings and our, our, our notifications. And I do that. Uh, you know, we all have busy lives. I mean, and, and you can just get going where you don't pause, you don't slow down. And, 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 and all of a sudden we're doing these trivial, and, and hey, the lists are important, the duties are important, but they're kind of minor compared to people. And so we don't pick up on an interruption that could be a divine interruption. We're not letting ourselves be inconvenient have an inconvenient moment where not realizing there could be, and I know this sounds preachery, a miracle in that moment. It, it, it sounds one-liner, but it's not meant to be that. And so you, you're, we're busy. We're getting stuff done, man. We're cranking it out. Man, I'm a producer. I, I got, you know, I got five kids. I, man, I got to hit, I got that bank account. Man, I, I gotta hit, I gotta get that dinner ready. I gotta fold them clothes. I gotta weed eat. You know, there's just, we're all got a lot going on. But I, I think for me, if, if I have a better day, I'm a better Dino. When I pause, when I think, when I consider, when I notice, and sometimes it takes two minutes. And, so, and sometimes it may take two hours, but I don't know. I mean, we've all been used. We've all helped people that it didn't turn out well. And, uh, but I can't, I don't look back on my life and my life is littered with the debris and regret of helping people. That's not my number one regret. I've made worse. There's other things that I have greater regrets on my own personal failures, my own sin, my own mess ups. It's not when I pause to help somebody, you know, that that's very little of it. So I would just encourage everybody to, you know, try to, try to relax, try to chill a little bit and uh, be aware, be aware. There's no tellings who could be around you. So good. Yes, this is so good. I love, um, there was a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And it's that whole concept of just hurry really is the biggest distraction or attack on our spiritual lives is what he says. Like that's the concept. It's crazy. Um, what a difference that can make to just slow down. I think Jesus went, went really slow through his life. I think he moves slow. So good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time today. I, my last question I always ask is recommend something. What should we read? What should we listen to? What was fresh? Medina library. Wait, uh, say that again? Just got that for me. What was it? The book you just mentioned. Oh, yay. David so Meyer. Good. David Meyer just sent it to me. And <laughs> Uh, I read it or looked through it years ago, maybe, I don't know, a couple of years, but I'm diving into it now. That would be a great resource. So make sure they know that. And then I always encourage people to follow the Servolution, to follow the Serve Day 
platforms and you'll give them those information because I just get inspired by ideas. What you, what we put out on Saturday, the churches, I get inspired every Saturday by just churches that have great idea groups that are doing things that just make me say, wow, that's a cool idea. We, we could do that. I love that. And that's listeners like that. What he is highlighting is y'all like we're sitting there watching what you're doing and we just highlight that and celebrate it. So well done. Golden star from Pastor Dino. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you, Pastor Dino, so much. This has been refreshing for my heart. And I know for so all of our listeners, it's going to be such a blessing. So we love you guys. We will see you next time on the Serve Brew. Peace out. Hey, thanks so much for joining in on today's conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe to see who we'll be having coffee with next time on the Serve Brew.